2: Friday on the Horn, getting you into your weekend for sure. Of course, we've got uh, baseball coming your way. High noon, or just after high noon, twelve fifteen pregame, one o'clock, or twelve forty five pregame, one o'clock first pitch scheduled for Texas and my Mi- and uh, Louisiana today at that Miami Regional. Craig Way with the call from uh, Coral Gables. Good to have Lee Sterling on with us earlier. He, uh, about to, he did a nice thing for folks who maybe are going or, or in Coral Gables. From Sam. The, yeah, and he talked about the, like a football field away from the ballpark, there's a little strip of really cool restaurants where you can uh, hang out ahead of the game, after the game, between games. Uh, but then Lee made the mistake of irritating my friend Ty Harrington with a comment about the 1985 College World Series that uh, still stings Longhorn fans and certainly heard from Ty, the team, uh, all these years later. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Blue Bloods. Texas and uh, Miami have made more appearances in Omaha than any other schools. Number one and number two. Texas is one. Miami is number two. Uh, One of those, unless Louisiana wins it, somebody one of those teams will advance. One of them won't uh, into the uh, super regional round coming out of this weekend. uh, College baseball in full force right now. Also, Buck the SEC has made the decision. The vote is in unanimous. Eight game schedule for the SEC in twenty twenty four. They will announce the full schedule. Uh, uh, you know, they're going to do the old NFL thing and debut the schedule in primetime coming up on June the 14th. Texas will find out what their uh, first SEC schedule will look like officially. Uh, of course, they have a 2023 team schedule to play in the Big 12. So, we've been discussing that this morning. Also, but we mentioned the Memorial Tournament's going on in Dublin, Ohio, where David Lipsky is your leader Probably right now. It's like a
1: hard golf course.
2: It is. Jack Nicklaus, of course, because uh, Jack grew up in Columbus, or north of Columbus, went to Ohio State.
1: Me and his wife, right? Are they both from there? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, Jack's dad owned a good uh, hardware store. Sheer chain of hardware stores there. and Yeah, he grew up and then uh, still makes his home there. He's a Buckeye. But David Lipsky is your leader. Patrick Cantlay is now to 4-under. Hideki Matsuyama. Typically at this tournament, the cream rises to the top because it's such a good golf course and such a great setup for Jack Nicklaus. Jordan Spieth is even today, so he's to three under. He's three off the pace. But the story that came out yesterday, remember last week we had the story of Michael Block, right? the PGA teaching professional, mm-hmm. who finished top 15 at the PGA Championship and then went to the Colonial and blew up and shot 81. Did you see Billy Horschel yesterday? Shot 84. 84. And as we say, you know, what happened to Michael Block can happen to any, any, all the best players can can do this when you just lose your mind and you lose your game and you're you're out there on your own. You got a stick in your hand and a ball, and you can't make that ball go where yeah, you. you want it he to. He has
1: not had a good year.
2: Let me let me let's, let's hear from Billy Horschel yesterday. After firing a smooth 84 in the opening round, he says he's never felt less confident on a golf course. Uh, here's here's Billy Horschel.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough right
1: now. Right. Um, so right let's said, turn I mean, that
2: down. He's crying and not able to talk. So that was the Twitter audio from the PGA Tour's Twitter account. Uh, the guy asking him a question, and he's he's in tears. This guy's why broke. is he crying? Because he shot 84 in Jack Nicklaus's tournament. That's so soft.
1: <laughs> it's like it Natalia's did. dad. That's broken. You, you know
2: this, though, Buck. We've seen Billy Horschel. This guy's one of the the grinders. This dude's a red ass. This oh, guy yeah. gets after it, Billy Horschel. The point of golf is, and we talked about it last week with the mental side of sports, I mean, it can you can get any of them. You, know, you, you can go out and sh- have a great round and then go out and shoot your worst round, and it happens. But 84, that's not good.
1: Well, I would think if you've been good at something for a long, long time and you've put a lot of effort into it, a couple of tears here and there, that not make you, I mean, it just... I mean, you put everything you have into that that game of golf, and to go out and shoot 84, like you say, yeah, Jack's place. I don't know. Too
0: many tears on the tour in the past few weeks. Come him, on, man. What's up Block. with the, what's
2: wrong with tears? Emotions are good. Uh, don't lock them in. Don't cry because you suck. <laughs> <Don't>, That's.
0: Uh, <laughs> cry because you're good, right? He, well, yeah, cry, Michael Block. Yeah, sure. Like that was a very emotional moment.
2: Billy Horschel, you shot an 84. You're a professional golfer. Don't cry about it. You know, I'm watching this Ted Lasso final season. and People talk about how it's gone all soft. I mean, they're, they're, it's all about men who don't let their emotions out and hold them all in and don't express themselves. That's kind of what the, the theme of the the final season is. And people are like, well, they've gone soft. And, you know, come on, everybody crying. Well, that's what the, the, the whole point of the season is, and really the show is, you know, as men, a lot of times we try to hold things in that are eating at us, and eventually it's going to come out, right? Eventually it's going to blow up. Uh, and get you Going to make
1: you know, your stomach screwed up. Well,
2: yeah, eventually you can't lock all that stuff up. Uh, past traumas and you know, m- mistakes and things that you're dealing with on a day by day basis. That's why I think you know Jason Sudeikis and company are doing a really good job with this season. I know people don't like some of the some of the the storylines, but I think that that overall narrative is good for all of us to remember that. Uh, and and there's Ty in there saying you can't cry in golf. Dude, you just shot 84. So. It's not like
0: and this is your the You're a professional master? golfer. Go cry in your car after the parking <laughs> lot.
1: Go, go, go to the locker room.
0: Don't cry in front of the media. <laughs> well, the, he's required to go to this press conference by the PGA Tour. Okay, well, if you can't contain your emotions and
2: you're a grown man, then no, I, those, I, don't, those, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Those are just raw emotions. That's all. Those are hard to control. Well, see,
2: you just said the problem. Contain. Contain. You don't have to contain them. Let them out.
1: Yeah, there's no reason to contain that.
2: By the way, Billy Horschel won this tournament last year. Okay.
0: Yeah,
1: less of the reason to cry. Tie no, no, no. there. This
0: is this is upsetting me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so your only emotion's anger. Tie. That's
2: see. That's, that's yeah.
1: I mean.
0: That yeah. That makes me angry. <laughs> Don't cry in front of the media.
2: He's he won the. He's the defending
0: champion. Are you excusing him? Yes. Like would you be I, crying? I pre- if you shot an '84? Yes. No. Yes.
1: If I shot an '84 now, I would be jumping for joy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you shot '84. You'd be thrilled. Hell yeah, I would be. Oh, I wouldn't man. be crying. I guarantee you that.
2: 84, humble. Yeah, he won. He's the defending champion of the tournament when he was announced at the number one tee. And now on the tee box from wherever he lives in Florida, our defending champion, Billy Horschel, 84.
1: See, Ty, I cried when I fumbled the ball for my very first time fumbling in football and losing it and giving it away, giving the ball that belonged to the team away to the opposing team. I cried. Sure, I cried in, in college. In college, I
0: cried. I told you about the when I snapped the ball over the quarterback's head like six times. I cried after that. I was in seventh grade. I cried after we <laughs> lost because you State had a foot in your ass. That's why was, you were crying. I was in high school. This how old is Billy Horschel? Like thirty some years old. So and he's you're not making millions to, of he's dollars. He's not allowed to,
2: to be emotional after a terrible round no. at his profession. Okay.
0: No, maybe if you. Maybe, we maybe if you have like a three stroke lead and you quad, you quad bogey oh. the, the
2: last hole, then yeah, cry. You can cry about that, sure. Since you guys are being cats, meow, meow. We need some real dogs like Ty. Come on, man.
1: J- j-
2: <laughs> Ted Lasso is a wuss. Come on, y'all.
1: Tig for meow. <laughs> Dick Vermeil,
2: yeah, because Dick Vermeil was one of the great coaches ever. He would oh, cry yeah. all the time. That's Dude,
1: football. Though. Always this is, crying. This
2: is golf. Well, golf is this more is mentally golf. challenging than football. Golf is more physical. Golf is all between your yeah, ears. Yeah,
0: but what turn? Like this is just the like, this is not an important tournament. Even Jack
2: Nicklaus's tournament is it a major? Well, it's it's close to a non-major. Right that is, that is a major? Uh, this, along with the PGA Championship, or excuse me, the uh, the Players Championship. This one's up there because it's hosted by the greatest golfer of all time, not named Tiger Woods, and it's a really tough golf course. I, it's a distinguished me. field. I'm not afraid of my emotions. I cried watching
0: the uh, audition for that guy that's won American Idol. I watched that the other day for See? the first time. And you you cried? I oh, I mean, I you're soft, like, You like, couldn't whoa, hold whoa, whoa. that back. It, it brought a tear in my eye, and that's and very good. emotional. That's like, good. I'm not Let afraid of my emotions, but that in is good. It, that's in this good situation, for you. No, like you, you do that with your family, your friends. You don't do that in front of the media, in my opinion.
2: Okay, I mean the guy like asked, I said take it to the parking lot. Take it to your car and beat the hell out of your steering wheel. There you go, Ty. Good, good advice. Probably got to get the horn psychologist up on this.
1: Horn psychologist will weigh in on this. He won't let this. He's he not going to let this. He's one listening.
2: Go. He might be in a session right now. But who we didn't cry when
1: him? they saw oh Yeller? Once again, there's another movie that Buck didn't. Never, I've never seen O Yeller.
2: And Ty, you're you're you don't play golf much. I do. Right. So we, like once a month. But you're talking about this man's profession, where he was just.
0: Collapsed on a main stage. People tell me how awful I am all the time. I don't sit in here and cry about
2: it. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it. I love it. That's great. But, yeah, Billy Horschel, not a good day. And, yes, he did win the tournament one year ago. So that's wow. how quickly it can turn. That's how quickly it can turn.
1: And, Ty, if you see him on the course, he is a, he's a roughneck. I mean –
0: well, if I'm paired up with him next week, I'm getting in his head. I'm calling him soft all, all around. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm, you going to cry? I'm, I'm you going to cry? I'm, I'm pulling the tiger and giving him a tampon on, on, on <laughs> oh. the,
1: yeah, down the fairway. The the tiger, t- yeah, I'm going to tell you, they're not going to let this. You're right, Ty. There's a bunch of these guys who are not going to let that go.
2: See, you, you bring up the tampons, and it's like this is the whole thing. Women are allowed to cry. Men aren't allowed to cry. I cry. just said you're allowed to cry, but in, by always, yourself in the park, You're giving mall. out female hygiene products. You're, you're saying that you're being a girl if you cry. Girls are allowed to express their emotions, boys are not. I'm saying if I was Tiger Woods, this is, our problem. This is
0: what I would be doing. Obviously, Tiger
2: thinks that By way. the way, Billy Horschel shot 84. He didn't have the worst day. A guy named Chad Ramey shot 88. was 19 over par. What I wouldn't give to shoot that 88, <laughs> I'd be jumping for joy, too. That dude shot an 88. Who's Chad Ramey? I bet he was crying. Should have been. I bet he was crying if he shot 88 on the PGA
1: Tour. That's a young dude. What are you doing shooting 88? How How'd you going on the tour?
2: There we go. Horn psychologist asking, "Ye shall receive." Uh, here he says, "Men who are afraid to let their emotions flow naturally and have ruled uh, have rules about open expression are emotional." The p word from Horn psychologist. Thank you, Ty. That's kind of a backwards comment, don't you think? Well, no, no, not you. You know, you men who are afraid to let their feelings flow naturally and have rules about open expression are emotional. You know what? So there you go. Thank you, Ty is right. Tough <laughs> buttercups. Okay, uh, but you can so you can cry in movies, cry watching TV shows and movies and music that can bring you to emotional places. Yeah, but you know, I I think you could within understand. within the
0: confines of your of your home or yeah. just not in front of a bunch of cameras and microphones.
2: You're putting rules on it, man.
0: Just let it go. You
1: oh, know what I mean, like it's, the
2: buck was last night running around naked at his house. Oh, trying it's, to find that fire
1: when that goofy Elling was our our producer. I mean, I trailing. Yeah, the paper boy. You know. When Paperboy was our guy back in the day he, at the other place, you know, I had one him There's a song that gets me real emotional, and that was uh, Moon River because that was the only movie that I had gone with, to, to to see. It was Breakfast at Tiffany's with my parents. My parents, I never gone to a movie with them. I was at a drive-in theater with them, and they were all lovey-dovey to to, and Moon River was playing. And ever since ever since that 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 day, when you hear, thought, when I strikes hear that, you. it, strikes It starts making me cry. And Goofy Elling used everybody once a year. He would start playing Moon River. River. Uh, he would be playing Because well,
2: guys our age think oh. of Fletch. <laughs> the movie Fletch and Moon oh. River. But that it, bring, would it brings me, you to tears.
1: He would get me and do it on purpose. And that wasn't kind of him, was it like,
2: he? I'm trying to think as you say that. I'm, try, I'm pretty sure I don't think I've ever been to a movie with my, both, both my parents. Maybe a drive, we went to the drive-in. It was a drive-in, theater, a drive-in see, in theater, yeah. We went to a drive-in in, in Ohio to see King Kong. Scared the hell out of me. I was probably five years old. I should that should have never happened. You were happened. waiting
1: for it to come up on the screen for real, out of the back of the screen. Hell
2: yeah! I mean, I was a kid, and it's can't remember on a, on a on absolutely a, those huge outdoor screens. This thing, I thought. And, and by the way, the the drive-in in Akron backed up to the woods. You know what I mean? So you're a kid. Oh and yeah. This thing's coming through. And it is screen. dark as hell out it's there. Dark,
1: and you're like, this thing's gonna come out of these these trees. I'm not sleeping tonight. Drive-in theater used to be great until the summertime. It was hot as a mother. I can't imagine people going to drive-in theater in the state of Texas, and I know there was one out here for a long, long time. For the thirty years I was here, there was one when I first came to Austin. E, there was, I forget what South Park Meadows was. There a drive-in theater out that way, like, and it was still going there's on one for there's, a while. Th-
2: there's one in Buda. Still going on? Yeah, east, east of 35. There's a drive-in theater, but you know, in Ohio and where you grew up, it's it's you, it's more tolerable during the summer. It'll sure. get hot, but when the sun goes down, it's much cooler. So it's and you can't have a a thriving drive drive-in <laughs> theater here, uh, unless you're going to sit in your car with the air conditioner on. Which what's the point of that? Running the car, um, but yeah, you said in the in the fall and the spring you can. There was a there's an outdoor theater. I don't think it's a drive-in, but to sit outside theater in Dripping Springs is kind of cool. That they used to have. We used to go see movies there with our kids when they were, when we were little. They were little, in uh, Dripping. But uh, there you go. We're all now, over the place now. Ty, a
1: song can make you cry, right? Is there is there, Do you have? I mean, you're a theater guy. You're a you're a choir singer. I mean, are there songs that can make you tear up? Are there is there is there a song in your past that can make you
2: Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton? Okay, oh, a kid one. fell out the window. I'm, I'm, if you if you could watch, yeah. literally watch that documentary about Eric Clapton's life called Life in Twelve Bars and not cry. Mm-hmm. You're not human. There you go. There uh, you go. There you go.
0: Somewhere, somewhere over the rainbow by Big Is. Uh, I, I, I saw See? a movie with my my friend right after his mom died of cancer in like seventh grade. And I just think of that every time I. It's very sad, but but happy at the same time. There's
2: a million. I mean, Jason Isbell's probably got ten songs that I cry to when I hear it. Oh, I'm not most of them about my kids Trust you, me. because he writes the, every Jason Isbell album has a song at the end that is about his daughter. And, it, and if you're a, a guy, a, a girl dad like I am, and you are Buck, you yes, crush you. I cried in my
0: seat after Texas lost to LSU a few years ago. <laughs> that's soft,
2: and that's soft. wasted. That was, was oh, more—that
1: no, was alcohol. I, that, that was soft. more of the
2: alcohol. Yeah, yeah the, I don't but, cry because you games. know the booze does bring your lowers your what is it your fr- frontal cortex and so your emotions. That's why you get more brave as you drink more because your inhibitions come down and that's that's the that's the the lock that you put on it when you're not drinking. See, I'm learning. Yeah,
0: no, that
2: thank was you. a very emotional game. <laughs> it was an emotional game with Joe Burrow and. What was it, Keontae Ingram fumbles and drop balls? And, <sighs> I'm sorry, Ty. So I'm going to get that you. That was I mean, that dude lost two games
0: by himself that year. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. You for think he service. cried after? Is he okay yeah, with sure. Ingram cried I, I, after the game? I, I would be crying if I was him. <laughs> and that's football. That's your sport. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's like, oh, I'm, I hate Billy Horschel because he played like crap today. I bet I bet there's a lot of people who are
2: well, like, Keontae individ- Ingram,
0: they remember that name. Well, it's like, an
2: individual sport. Like, uh, you know, you cry after you lose bets. No. <laughs> no. Because no, he knows
1: there's others to be won yeah, somewhere. Exactly.
2: You can just hop right back on the train. Cats in the Cradle by Cat oh. Stevens. Instant tears. A back in the
1: day. Not bad. It's a
2: good one.
0: Uh, Is that the song about the, the, your father not being there your entire
2: life? Uh, Cats in the Cradle. Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. Uh, yes. It, it says there's a song by. Uh, in song the song "In Color" by Jamie Johnson Great makes me song. think of my grandfather. Makes me cry like a baby every time I hear it. Uh, there, gosh, I could probably list you. In my oh, there's phone here. Probably no, five Luther or Vandross'
1: songs. "Dance with My Father" again was one that would make me tear oh, yeah. up still.
2: Well, th- th- what's the? Uh, Phil Collins has a song from that uh, Disney movie Tarzan. What you'll you'll be in my heart, mm-hmm. and it seems like every time you go to a funeral, they play it. It's yeah. So you hear that, and you're just like, oh my gosh. As a parent or as a child of a parent who's lost a parent, um, when when you hear those things at a, at a wake or something, it just gets you. So, there's yeah, that's what great art does, though. By the way, absolutely, that's what great Supposed art does to move you like that. Yeah, uh, for sure. A and song, shooting
1: eighty four can move you like that too, Ty.
2: That, that's why bad music's bad. it doesn't move <laughs> yes. any emotions, it just makes you shake your butt. I mean, come on now. But uh, great music, great art does make you think. And so, if you don't like this season of Ted Lasso, to bring this full circle. Well, that's what they're they're trying to make you think a little more. And if you don't like it because it's gone soft or, you know, it's this and that, now it's gone political or whatnot. No, they're, just, they're it's for a reason. You can either choose to like it or not like it, and that's fine. But it doesn't mean it's not a really good show. That's uh, that's testing the boundaries and making you think a little bit, which ro- is okay The to ride do. might make you cry. Oh, Matt, without a doubt, when you get into the ride uh, with the bull riders, no mm-hmm. question, because they tell the stories behind the scenes, and you get to meet these these people and their families, and and, and no, I think, guaranteed, if you get into that eight-episode eight, eight episode series on Amazon Prime or Prime Video, you will be, I mean, obviously the bull riding is accelerating and, and, gosh, adrenaline rush, but the other side of that is behind the scenes, these, these guys' lives. And, sir, sure, I guarantee you there will be some very emotional moments in that show and uh, that series that is now out, Amazon Prime. And we'll be back. We'll get back to some sports, get you previewed for Texas and uh, Louisiana today. Oh, Ty, I sent you a Twitter. Can we play this? Because I met you. You mentioned Moon River, Buck, that makes you cry and yeah. think of your parents. And so CB sent us this from the, the great movie Fletch. Do we have this? Oh, boy. Or we'll, see, we'll play when we come back.
0: No, that's Babar. Two Bs? One B. B-A-B-A-R.
1: <laughs> that's two.
0: Yeah, but not right next to each other. I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> Isn't
1: there a children's
0: book about an elephant named Babar? I don't know. I don't have any. No children? No elephant books. Open Y. Uh, Say ah. 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 No, it's an odd name. I don't recall having seen it on the club registry. Well, I don't formally belong. Uh, I'm a guest of my aunt's. Your aunt?
2: All right, Mrs. Smith.
0: Joan or Margaret?
1: Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> well, which one?
2: he sent us the whole Margaret. segment which is funny because it's funny keep going it's good
1: we'll funny see you. old bird yeah is she ever I could tell you some stories I bet you know it's a shame about Ed oh it was
0: that yeah, was really a shame go so suddenly like that he's dying for years sure but uh, the end was very very <laughs> sudden
1: he was in intensive care for eight weeks
0: yeah, but I mean, the very end, when he actually died,
2: that was extremely sudden.
1: <laughs> Drop your shorts and bend over, <laughs> Mr. Babar. Oh,
2: no, really, uh, we, we don't need to. I.
1: Say, so, you know, my kidneys feel a lot better in this position. Maybe it's just that I'm not doing any calisthenics. You know, if I did some sit ups in the morning or bent over like this, I'd probably feel 100% better. Moon <laughs> River! Whew. Thank you, Doc.
0: You ever serve time? Breathe <laughs> easy easy. All
1: right. You know, I was good.
2: surprised. <laughs> <My job. laughs> it was a great build-up right there. Oh. Mm, yeah, you can probably just start with drop your shorts and
1: oh, my goodness. bend over Mr. Babar. slapping Bavar. of the glove was enough
2: for me. Mr. Babar. That is a classic. I love that film. And uh, Fletch Lives, as far as the sequel goes, I think Fletch Lives is, is, is good. And then what happened to Chevy Chase? He fell off the map after that. Did Vacation, did Fletch, did Fletch Lives. He was the top of the world. Because everyone hates him. I know. Is that the deal? No, no one, one likes to work him? with him. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I hadn't heard that story, but that's... Uh, one of them. He's
0: been known to be a bit of an a-hole on, on set. And he's tall, Ty. He's tall. Yeah, he is. He's tall. He, he Comedians can be tall. Comedians can be tall. Yeah,
1: comedians okay. can be... Is Chris Rock tall? I know he's no, thin. No,
2: Chris Rock is tiny. He is? Yes. I don't think he's that short. 5'9", said. 5'10", 5'10". Okay. Taller than you, Bucky. Remember no, when? Oh, he's a little taller you guys than i just a Will, bit. He's, he's got enough to get slapped. Remember, Will Smith smacked him up in the face? Will's a little little bit bigger. All right, we'll come back. We'll get back on track. That was good stuff. Thank you, CB, for sending us the Fletch comment. We've got uh, emotions and men and crying after golf, all kinds of stuff. Beanie.
0: It's Bucky and Aaron.
2: Oh man, Creed rocking it out on a. Why are we playing Creed? This makes you cry. It makes me emotional.
1: Okay, yeah, it does something to my innards. It's called constipation, but that's okay. I do like that dude's voice, Ty. I'm with you. I don't know why people don't like Creed. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of this dude's voice.
0: No, this is, this is Billy Horschel in the parking lot <laughs> after his <laughs> <84. laughs>
1: Come on, you throw, man. You
0: throw this on, have a nice cry in your car. Oh. Come on.
2: And you're calling the golfer soft, Ty? Uh, you crying to Creed?
1: These people are, you people are the, mo, the are wonderful, but you are so mean. It's, no, I think
2: some of them are mean. Some of them are they're fake tough guys, some of these guys. You think so? Yeah, they talk about that they don't cry. They, they cry. Soft. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Stapp is the guy, and that's his voice. Remind a lot of people of uh, Eddie Vedder back in the day. I, I'm Bradbury. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie.
0: I'll be upfront about it. I love Creed. Okay, fair enough. Own it. Own it. It's good. A lot of people you say like it's Nickelback cr- too. Mm, not, <laughs> I mean, Nickelback—they they got some hits. I mean, it, I'm not—I'm not throwing that on the car. But if I hear a Nickelback song, yeah, I know all the
2: words to it. There you go, and you cry. So good. No, that's just Creed. Go. Only crying to Creed. <laughs> uh, what was that? That—that's take me higher or higher. That's their. That's one. my
0: sacrifice. Oh, is that that song? Yeah, if you've. Um, Pete Davidson's new show Bupkis, Have you heard of that? Pete Davidson's. It's on new Paramount. Show I think it's no. about. It's another show. Like it's kind of. If you've seen the King of Staten Island, I've talked about on the show before. It's kind of about him. You
1: so he did a good job in that.
0: Yeah, no, and it's, this is similar, but it's. Um, uh, what's the guy that does Saturday Night Live? My, Michael Lawrence. What's his? Lauren Michaels. Lauren, Lauren Michaels. Yeah. yeah, he he uh, produced it or whatever. So it's 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 got a lot of good actors in it, but. this... <laughs> There's a scene where they play "My Sacrifice" and it's it's hilarious. But I recommend that show, Buppkus. There you go. No,
2: I don't. I, I, to me, I'm big on you, to each his own. But if you're going to call people soft and you're crying to Nickelback and Creed, you, you are you're eliminated from that opinion.
0: <laughs> that's that's on my
2: own though. I'm there you not go. I'm doing that in front of anybody. I'll, share, I'll I'm not afraid to admit it though. Well, look. Let's say this for Billy Horschel, which started all this conversation. He was he's but required by the PGA Tour to do interviews. I'm sure he didn't want to do that after shooting 84 as the defending champion of the Memorial Tournament. But that's his requirement, and that's why he's a pro. And, and he went and there. some
1: emotions got the best of him.
2: And so, in front of a microphone and a camera, um, you're you know he's going to break it down when they ask him the right question, and they hit the right question. So that's uh, been a topic this morning for sure. Also, uh, the NBA Finals from last night, all Nuggets, and uh, we'll we'll mention this again in our seven in our nine o'clock hour because I just think you know the more and more we get to see the Nuggets, and let's be fair when we they, they were in the finals, they're almost in the finals in the bubble. Uh, the last time Jamal Murray was healthy, and they looked like this kind of team. But man, what they're doing right now—it's kind of all-time stuff. At least for it's their first time in the finals. But the, these this offense and this team are doing things that. Uh, you know, pretty incredible. And it feels like this is the start of their run in Denver, Buck. Like They're, they're going to be making people cry for a long time, as long as they have this dude, Nikola Jokic. So Jokic and Murray, and this is an example of what I'm talking about, what they're doing that's all-time great. Jokic and Murray last night with a triple-double for Jokic, 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 boards. Jamal Murray had 26 points and 10 assists. They are the first teammates, first pair, in an NBA finals game to have 25 or more points and 10 or more assists combined in one finals game last two duo to do it 1987 Lakers magic and worthy okay so that's that's the that's what you've been there in that company that's pretty damn good uh, and magic and worthy were pretty damn good and those Showtime Lakers were good um, this team you know I, I've compared in in today's basketball and the changes it's been come more of a perimeter dominated game up tempo game. Um, this is kind of this era's version, in my mind, of Shaq and Kobe, where you've got Shaq down low, who's unstoppable, and what are you going to do with him? you got to double-team him. He's too powerful. He just dunks on people. Um, his only weakness is he can't shoot free throws. Well, then you got Kobe, who's the ultimate assassin in the Mamba, on that same team. And you know, we, we remember, Buck, those two guys couldn't get along, right? So it, they could have kept winning championships. Uh, but, you know, Kobe didn't think Shaq worked hard enough and all that we know that soap opera. But so this this duo gets along, and you've got Jokic and Murray doing what they're doing, and that supporting cast around oh, it. The
1: cast around it is phenomenal.
2: They're going to be. I mean, we saw this with the Golden State Warriors when they were, um, you know, built around the Splash Brothers, the, the greatest shooting duo ever put on a basketball floor. And then you put a Draymond Green on that team, and they go to six six finals and win four of them. Uh, it's it's those kind of teams, and and you know, go to the Spurs who made that run with Tim Duncan. Right, they had the best. Two-way player on the planet, playing on both ends of the floor, offense and defense, consistently with Duncan. And then you had Ginobili and Parker, two guys who could get their own shot at any point at the end of uh, the end of games, and they went on the run. This this team kind of feels like that to me that they're just well built, and those two superstars are really really good.
1: I just like the way they assist with each other, and they find the open person, and they and as I said before, when you start cutting to the basket, and Jokic has the ball. You better be have your head on a swivel cuz if you're open and there's a a split second or a spot where he can get the ball to, he generally gets the ball in that spot.
2: Well, remember in the, during the Lakers series I made the statement that, you know, he's like uh Dirk meets Magic Johnson, right? Oh, Dirk yeah. Nowitzki meets Magic if they had a baby. And people jumped all over me on the text line about, come on, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson. Listen, watch the guy play and tell me he doesn't you know, have an instinct and a passion, a vision of the floor that is among the all-time best. I mean, in which Magic is? John Stockton is. Steve Nash is. Uh, you know, Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah I, I was about to say, if you're looking at it,
0: it looks a lot like Luka because, you know, they're both a little lumpy. And they both kind of, you don't expect them to be as quick when they're moving that, because like, they'll, you know, lag up the court and then explode all of a sudden. You see that up from both of them, and I, I feel like it catches guys off guard all the time yeah. still.
2: Yeah, and it's just – it's Got to have it.
1: great, great hands and timing to make some of those passes.
2: Yeah, and, and Michael Malone and the, the organization have put really good players around these oh, guys. Yeah. They've made some smart moves. Uh, obviously, the Jamal Murray pick out of Kentucky was, was huge uh, to put and pair. Remember, I mean
1: – Why don't I know enough about Gordon? Where I mean, where has he been the whole time?
2: Well, uh, Has he always been there? Has he been with them? He has. Uh, and you know Michael Porter Jr. They acquired him. Um, you know, the, yeah. The, this the, Gordon's a guy out of the University of Arizona. Um, but yeah, and they're all right in the prime of their career too. That's the thing. They're, sure, they're all at that age, right? Jokic is twenty eight. Murray's twenty five, twenty six years old, an emerging superstar. Aaron Gordon's twenty seven. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Finally healthy or I believe Michael Porter Jr. is a guy who was an unbelievable high school player and then had injuries and kind of derailed his early part of his career in college and into the pros. He's a really talented kid, though, and player. And they play off of those two great players. And then they play really, you know, if you're going to hold the Heat to 93 points and not allow them to shoot but two free throws on the night, this is not going to be a close series. Eric Spolster is going to have
1: to. Yeah, because the Heat want to prove how physical they are. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. They want to prove to you they're going to go to the basket 're gonna they're gonna get to the rebounds and they're gonna go to the free throw line. They couldn't do it last night,
2: yeah uh, two free throws the whole night and not one of their starters Man. took a free throw And part of that is that they were a little bit tired legged I think and they were settling for jumpers, but part of it was the defense the nuggets played. They do a really good job of playing good all ball defense and not fouling and um, you know it's a good example of that last night.
1: So, Gordon got started in Orlando, huh? Correct. Slam dunk champ.
2: Yeah, he was the fourth overall pick uh, in the draft in no, 2014. Actually, no, he didn't win. He
0: had, like, the great, the greatest, quote-unquote, dunk in the slam dunk win history. He but didn't win Dwayne that. Wade gave
2: him, like, a lower score, so he didn't win. Oh, is that right? So, it became a, a controversy? Yeah. Yeah, he was traded to Denver. Last year, right? Uh, 2021 for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a future first-round pick. What a steal! I mean, that might be put the thing that puts this team over the top. And Michael Porter Jr. is really good too, because you look at Aaron Gordon Buck, who's a complimentary player, and his resume. This guy was, you know, McDonald's All American Game MVP, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year at Arizona. Um, you know, fourth pick of the draft, and they they steal him off of that Orlando team. Uh, to your point, and now you got three great players wow. and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, it's it's a really well built team. So get used to the Denver Nuggets. Get used to Jokic. Um, in this spot because they're going to be the favorites. And so if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, Rockets, Spurs, you know, Spurs now have new life with the ability to draft Victor Wenbanyama. Rockets have Ime Yudoka. Mavericks, of course, are trying to, you know, build around Luka. That's what you got to beat right now. And they're really good. Two superstars and then a great roster. uh, This says MJ, Michael Porter Jr. reminds me of Reggie Miller. So efficient. Wow. Nice. Won a five prop parlay last night. uh, Turned five into a hundred bucks. Nice work.
1: Good job.
2: Nice. Imagine if you would have put a hundred dollars on it.
1: Oh, well, see. Hey, hey hey hey, on, hey, 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 hey. He can only afford that's fine. You know, do what you can do. Take that and be happy with it.
2: So if five equal one hundred, then a hundred would have equaled... five. So
0: five equals one hundred. That's five. What's five times five times twenty five is or four times twenty five? So four thousand. Yeah, four thousand bucks, yeah. bucks.
2: See, and. Now he is crying. He's like, "Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Why not a hundred and a good one for grand?" Oh man, I love it. All right, so there's the basketball. We have the SEC voting uh, in favor of the eight game schedule. We've been all over that. It's for one year. I thought Greg Sankey did a good job remember, Greg Sankey went to Destin in the SEC meetings. He was ready the to go. Well, yeah, he's he's pushing for the nine game schedule. It's pretty clear, and he's the leader of the conference, but he doesn't have a vote. Right? It's voted on by the chancellors and the presidents of each school, and they voted unanimously to keep it at 8 games but Sankey was clear that the conversations were about this year this one for 2024 we know the SEC will play a normal schedule this year in 2023 Texas will play in the Big 12 as will Oklahoma but this is for 2024 the 8 game schedule but Sankey afterwards in his comments said you know we're going to we're going to keep it at 8 um, and he even cited that the 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 fact that Texas and Oklahoma expedited their move right it was supposed to be 2025 and the the leaders of the SEC have been planning on and working towards 2025 when they enter. Well, now they're coming in a year early. So this um you know, I don't say it caught him off guard, but he said it was too too soon to make that change. There's too many logistical things, there's too much going on. So we're going to make it an eight-game schedule for this year. We'll revisit it next summer and uh you know, we at some point they'll probably get to nine, but right now it's eight. Uh, but Texas A&M will be an opponent. You can he did clear, make that clear. You know, when they do the seven rotation of seven teams, now they will make sure this schedule includes a Texas and Texas A and M matchup in College Station
1: for year the first year
2: for the first year, and and then the hope would be that by the time they come back and vote again for 2025 that they go to the nine and it becomes every, every year. year yeah and that's the leverage that they use with ESPN to say because wait till you see the TV ratings of this Texas oh, that's Texas what's going to happen on ESPN
1: they're going to see the the ratings of this this game and go wait a minute yeah
2: haven't been played in 12 years um you know finally getting back on the field Texas won the final game at College Station. In that uh, dramatic finish, and Aggies have been chomping at the bit to get that game back in their building because the Longhorns have had, you know, 12, a dozen years of bragging rights. Uh, Yeah, that will be a huge game in 2024, to say the least. Uh, They've met up in other sports. We know that, um, you know, baseball and softball, basketball, but uh, not on the football field in all that time. I can't wait. And uh, I can't believe Bucky has not said the phrase greatest American hero. The, greatest, yeah, was the American greatest American hero. American hero
0: Case yes. I was. I was on
1: that train. I was going
0: to bring him. He looked like he had been drugged through the mud at the end of that game. He was he getting got beat up. That that one last run, that scramble where he bounces off a guy and the ball is like hanging out, like he's you know. He's As a young guy to ahead,
1: took every bit of his ability and maximized it. Maximized every 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 ounce, every ounce he had in him.
0: Oh, I saw him that year before the OU game. Two days before the game at ACL, <laughs> blackout drunk. Hey now. And he he won that he beat OU that year too, though.
1: He did kind of Did you diagnose him blackout two, drunk? I think I have a
0: picture of it. No, he he had he was he double did. he was double fisting Bud Lights and he for the picture he was like, Oh I'll take a picture and he just did the old hands behind the back.
2: See uh, that's how you maximize that ability. <laughs> like his brother Colt would hardly drink anything more than milk. Yeah, he was probably doing a Bible study. Yeah, milk and uh, milk and donuts on this national. He beat day. to a
1: different drummer for sure.
2: But they were both great players and good high school players. And uh, obviously Colt uh, greater than, but case, case is doing, he's still here. He's doing real estate. Wasn't case McCoy a four time state champion. Uh, gosh, I got to go from your memory. Starter, uh, starter all four, but years. he was the greatest American hero. And of course, course case was, was uh, in there with the, the run of not having a quarterback after having Vince and Colt and the Garrett Gilbert thing didn't work. And, you know, couldn't recruit a quarterback and Manzel and all those guys were doing great things. And, Case McCoy was the best one they had in that stretch until Sam Ellinger uh, rolled in, I think. David Ash was pretty good. Well, he couldn't say healthy. The concussion. He was the 2 a tongue by a low of college yeah, football, unfortunately. he couldn't stay healthy. Hey, we'll come back. Uh, when we do, gosh, we'll reset these top stories. Who knows what we're going to talk about on this show on this Friday. We've been all over the place, but it's been fun. Uh, we'll also get you set up for the rest of the day here on The Horn, including that Longhorn matchup with Louisiana coming back. It's Bucky and Aaron. One o'clock today, Texas and Louisiana. We've talked about it this morning. Talked to Ty Harrington about the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. We saw six times at the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament last week. They run the bases, Buck. There'll be
1: a running if they get on.
2: 161 steals. They like to put pressure. They don't hit a lot of home runs. but their leading home run hitter is 11. I think they have they have like 60 something home runs in almost 60 games this year. So maybe one a game. They get get a hold of one. Uh, so you're not going to have to fear over the long ball, but at the same time, they'll run. They, they've attempted 218 steals, and um, kind of an old-style team. That, that They have gap power. Uh, their doubles numbers are pretty impressive, which helps their slugging percentage. Not home runs, but doubles into the gap, and then taking the extra base, being very aggressive on the paths, and they'll steal a bag. So Garrett Gilmet, you know, you can feel good about Lucas Gordon from the left side there, left-handed pitcher to control the run game. Uh, if runners do get on,
1: feel pretty good about that. Out for throwing guys out if they're trying yeah, to take. Yeah, Texas a has extra. an
2: excellent defense too, and that's the other thr- strength of Louisiana is they their defense is elite. Like Texas, they're very similar defensively as far as numbers go, but Texas has a lot more pop in their lineup, a lot more power, and um, Louisiana's speed, speed and a mm-hmm. athleticism, and and putting pressure on your defense uh, with runners in motion uh, is kind of their their calling card. Now again. This is a team that Texas should beat. I mean, I mean I'm not, you know, as far as, as anybody can beat anybody on any day in a in a baseball tournament. We know that, but like Texas has better players in this group. This group wouldn't have been in except they scrapped their way and beat they Coastal the Carolina. Right. Well, they didn't win the tournament. They they lost in the Sun Belt Conference tournament championship game, but their their their, their, their Saturday sweep of two games against Coastal Carolina, and Coastal already knew they were hosting. Right there, they're right. they were a top eight national seed. Uh, and they knew they were hosting. They didn't need to win the tournament, and they beat them twice. And I think there's folks at Coastal that say that they kind of saved some of their best pitching to not overuse it, knowing they were going to host this weekend. Uh, Louisiana did not. Louisiana put both starters, or both of their top two starters, on pitched them on two days rest in that tournament. And then Ty told us the story of the young guy that – you know, pitched four innings in the first game against Coastal and then five more yeah. in the next game and uh, didn't give up a run to really have pitched a pitch complete game through two double headers to a double header. And because they had to beat Coastal twice in a double elimination tournament, so they won those games. And they they probably wouldn't have been in this tournament had they not done that. Those were the RP point RPI points they needed to get in. So Texas, a better team, that's why they're the two seed in Coastal and, and uh, Louisiana, the three. But if the longhorns, come come in with the lack of energy and perform like they did against Kansas and Kansas State up in Arlington, won't be there long. Uh, Maine will play Miami, and we learned from Lee Sterling earlier this morning. Miami's kind of like Texas. They're, they've got some really good players. Their middle relief, middle relief has been a problem for them, and the Longhorns are in that very same boat um, getting ready for this this series. So, obviously, the uh, regionals begin. All 64 teams are in action Today didn't Red late Red McCombs call Case McCoy a gimp in an interview? He did. Yes, he did. Case McCoy and Jordan Hicks. Oh, was that who that was?
1: You had to go there, didn't that you? At the Alamo Bowl? You had to go there.
2: You got that chair in the corner. Oh, geez. Where do you come up with this stuff? Come on, that's, man. That's a legitimate report. He gets report. around. That's a report right there.
1: Legitimate. <laughs> it's a legitimate report. Sex lies
2: and videotapes. Come on now. Uh Yeah, I don't. That yeah. Case, we like Case McCoy, greatest American hero. He never won a state championship tie. I know.
0: I, I don't know where I was thinking. I must be thinking of someone else. Did Colt McCoy win multiple state championships? I don't think so.
2: No, Colt was. They went to Jim Ned. Uh, I did, no because
0: he went to Colt went to Jim Ned. Case went to a different high school. He went to Graham. Okay, and he is the fifth all time leader in Texas high school history in passing arts. So mm. had a great career, but I think he lost. They lost to Gilmer. One year, fifty to seven. Well, if you you
2: know, we were covering the team at the time and doing this show, and and you know, Texas fans remember Casey McCoy kept becoming the quarterback. Everybody was expecting someone to beat him out, right? You know, this would be a good backup. We gotta have somebody better than Casey McCoy. He just kept showing up and playing. They could never find one. Uh, That started with the uh, conversation about the last game with the Aggies back in twenty eleven, before the Aggies moved off to the SEC. Yeah, and if you remember through that stretch, Johnny Manziel. Reportedly wanted to come to Texas. Mac Brown didn't recruit him. He went on A and M, won a Heisman Trophy. Robert Griffin the Third. Texas wanted to make him a defensive back. He yes. went to Baylor, won a Heisman Trophy, uh, and yeah, Texas kept missing, kept missing on quarterbacks. And now it feels like Steve Sarkisian is not missing on quarterbacks. No, he's got he's got a few. <laughs> he's he's delivering. You know the the history of Tom Herman would tell you that Tom Herman did not do a great job of recruiting great receivers. Like he had Sam Ellinger as his quarterback, and he chose Sam over Shane Bouchelle.
1: But he kind of put his receivers into a box of what he wanted. Yeah. What the type was for him.
2: He was signing tight ends and making him play receiver pretty much. Yeah, yeah he, wanted, well, he big, wanted big receivers. Big, thought big big that was guys. the way was, to go. No speed. It was it's such a weird, in hindsight, Tom wanted lean offensive linemen that they could put muscle on, like, like athletic guys, and then he wanted – Taller, bigger, slow wide receivers. Essentially, he got him. He got him. And so, yeah, you had an offensive line that wasn't real physical, and you had a slow, <laughs> slow team. Now he won four bowl games. That's not just you know all pile on old Tom there, mm-hmm. but that his philosophy was that. Well, the point of that is like like Mac Brown missed on so many great quarterbacks while he was wrapping up at Texas. Tom Herman missed on great wide receivers: Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle. Um, gosh, think of the best receivers in college football: J- Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, just drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, these dudes—Quentin right J-
1: Rockwall, right?
2: Yeah, Quentin Johnston, uh, who was one time a Texas commitment, who ended up going to TCU, drafted in the first round. I mean, the list goes on of guys. And yeah, G- Garrett Wilson, right here. Uh, Elijah Higgins, kid from Stanford, who just yep. got drafted out of Bowie High School. What are we doing? And you were you were pushing for
1: Kai Money? Yeah, Still throwing it to Kai what Money, about Kai Money. <laughs> out of uh... you didn't get enough receptions?
2: Yeah, him and Andrew back out wide. Is now, we did like Colin slot. Johnson. Colin Johnson was a big time player. Um, but again, one of those big, tall, wide receivers. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Herman did have three NFL receivers sure. on the team in Lil Jordan Colin Johnson and De- Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Devin Duvernay, Colin couldn't Johnson. Couldn't do anything with it. LJ Humphrey, for sure. I guess they won a Sugar Bowl. That's, that's yeah, something. He they won, they won four bowl games, never had a losing season. All right. Hey, we will. Uh, do this again Monday. Absolutely. Monday we'll have another game of the if, NBA Finals. If Ty we you're are saying
1: blessed we will be back here on Monday. I'm planning to be
2: here. I'm yes. planning to see you too. Don't trip and fall. Hope your fire you alarm know. situation gets rectified. Well,
1: guys, be careful. Everybody's moving at a at a different speed right now these Summertime. days. Summertime. Summer yeah. time. Trying to get off to the Hey Ty, summer you like trips. the heat Saturday
2: Sunday night? You lean in heat. Points. That's what my head's telling me. Lee Sterling was with us earlier from ParamountSports.com, and he gave a little hint. He said he gave his his people the uh, nuggets last night. He said maybe swing back the other way with Eric Spolster's adjustments in Game 2. They're getting a lot of points. It's Game 2 Sunday night. Also, we know what the Longhorns are up to as far as their regional go on Monday. Uh, we got a lot to do. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll see you Monday. Coming next, it's Light the Tower.